Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hey, welcome back to another Paper Stack Stackable. That's what we're doing, Stackable. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing a stack. Paper snacks. Here we go. Got a little something, little tidbits of information we're going to share to you to optimize your note investing and the use of our platform, Paper Stack. Very much so. so where are we going? Today, we were talking about something Rick just slightly touched on in one of the previous ones, which is the indicative offer, the importance of it. Rick thought that this could deserve its own snackable. And so this is that own snackable. So we are going to be talking about the indicative offer why it's important, how to make it, and... Uh, sure. Yeah. So typically, we'll talk a little bit about how the way things have always been done in the note industry. What would happen is a seller would send out a tape of assets, and most of the time, you as the buyer would submit a bid, an indicative bid. And your bid is basically assuming that everything else checks out. Title's clean, the value's there, there's no glitches in the paperwork, all of those lines, all of those things. Paper stack, how we have it is you have an offer and we don't call it an indicative bid. It's submitting your offer, but you should be submitting an indicative bid. And what does that mean? So sometimes sellers don't want to, because we have an open platform, they don't want to take the note, the mortgage, the credit report, and just spread copies of that right up front. Makes sense. Why? Because you might be a good actor, but there's bad actors out there, meaning somebody who might take that information and do something nefarious with it. Try to steal their identity or take the note and resell the note without the seller knowing. There's a lot of things that could happen. So when you're submitting bids on paper stack, you should submit what's called an indicative bid. That is, you're submitting a bid that's assuming that the price or that the all the information that they're presenting to you which would be the stuff in the note details, is accurate. You're assuming that there's not past due taxes. You're assuming that there are no glitches in title. There's no breaks in the chain, that the valuation is there. For me, whenever I submit my indicative bids, I do a little bit of homework up front. So what I'll do is I'll go and I'll drive the area digitally with Google Earth or something like that. Make sure it's an area that I want. I'll do an armchair poll on value. Should you always just, when you're doing the Google Earth, always check the right-hand corner for when that date was taken? Absolutely. That's a great point. Look at the date on the picture because it'll tell you last time it was the photo was taken. And don't just look at Google Earth. Go look at all the other ones out there. Maybe you look at Realtor.com. There might be a more up-to-date photo, Zillow. There's a lot of different ways to check on what the asset looks like. But before I submit my indicative bid, I'm usually focused on not necessarily what does the actual asset look like. I'm focused on what's the neighborhood, right? Because rarely does it happen to where a really great street turns into a really horrible street at the course of three years. Usually there's a slow decline or whatever, and it's usually a really terrible street. Does it turn into a really great street in a matter of three years? Now, it can't happen in redevelopment zones, but for the most part, a leopard's not going to change its spots that quickly. Yep. So I'm not necessarily looking at that exact asset. I'm looking for the neighborhood. Am I comfortable with that neighborhood? Then I'm getting that comfortable with my value because those are the two things that I can do high level. And then I'm going to spend some money on once I get an accepted bid and I start running my due diligence. Makes sense. 
So once you do that, and maybe you want to go check your taxes, you can do that pretty quickly on going to the county tax site most of the time. But you want to have those kind of things ready and just understand you are submitting an indicative bid. And I would say that to the seller. If I'm buying an asset, I say, look, I'm submitting this bid. I'm good with this price as long as there's no issues with title. Everything's good on the paperwork, the assignments, the mortgages. You have the original note. And the value comes in. Title report comes in. Makes sense. Because at that point, what you've done is you've come to an agreement on price and you say, look, I'm comfortable with this as everything checks out. Everything's good. And then you can start moving forward to the seller saying, look, pass me on the collateral file. Let me look at it digitally, review it, check it out, make sure it's good. And at that point, if that checks out, you've done your precursory look at taxes. At that point, I would move from, okay, I'm going to go ahead and put this under contract. And let the person know, hey, as long as the BPO and the title report come back clean, we'll go ahead and close it immediately. Put on a contract. As soon as you put on a contract, you can spend some money. Then that's when you, that's when I spend money. At that point, it's like, look, I've got it locked up. I know it's my asset. I've done work that's only cost me minimal amounts of money because it's just been time and it's not my time anymore. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. It's people we pay to do it, but people's time, it's costing time, time is money. And at that point, I'm comfortable spending more money once it's on our contract. Smart. So that's the indicative bid. You don't necessarily, sometimes people are coming in saying, look, I need to see all the paperwork. I need to see the credit history. I need to see how much money was put down. I need to see just all this other stuff. And they're like, I keep getting beat out. And I'm like, yeah, you've got, our sellers are getting multiple offers. Yeah. They're getting multiple offers at one time. And are you going to sell to the person that's giving you most headaches or least headaches? Least headaches. But you can't ask for that stuff. If, once you can't hundred percent. And once you've already, it's, you can ask for it up front, but it's best to ask for it once you've actually got contract signed. You can and have, they know you're going to spend some money on a BPO. Oh, and they should understand, hey, that's fine. That's acceptable. Right. Like I'm not going to go spend money on an, a, valuation and a title report if some if we haven't even agreed on price. Yeah. We need to agree on the price. And the only way you're gonna get to the agree on the price without doing an exorbitant amount of work is saying, look, this is an indicative bid. Assuming everything checks out, here's the price I'm at. If it doesn't check out or if there's something wrong, if then you can renegotiate price at that point. However, like if the value's there and you tell the buyer or the seller will probably know, yes, the value's there. This is a good deal. What they might not know is about taxes, or maybe they do know about taxes. You say, look, this is my indicative bid pending. Everything checks out with the, are there any past due taxes or anything like that? 
If they know about the past two taxes, they should let you know then. If they don't know about them, they should say, I didn't know about them. It would come up later, but they wouldn't have known about it. So it's one of those things where, and I know this because it, it just happened to us, where there was somebody, they came in there and there was $1,600 in past due, there were liens, not taxes, but there were liens from unpaid water bills. I didn't know about them. It just was put on in December. Oh. And so she, I'm like, look, she, she wanted to renegotiate. We'd already signed all the paperwork, had been funded. And she decided late to do a title report. The title report came in. It had these liens. And I was like, look, I'm, I can't, I don't have room to move on this, on these. And she was like, I wouldn't have bought this if I'd known those liens. I wouldn't have renegotiated. I, would have, I wasn't sure I wanted to sell the asset anyways. So we came to an agreement. She's buying it as is. That means it's a great deal on the property. But it's just one of those things where sometimes the sellers are not going to know every single thing. Because you have a portfolio over 100. Or oh, yeah, or thousands. People, it's just not going to work. So indicative bid, go ahead, put your bid in, let the person know it's my indicative offer. It's assuming that everything on here checks out. So, you know, the UPB, which is the unpaid principal balance, UPB. Somebody asked that, what's the UPB, unpaid principal balance? Some of these things, if you have questions like that, what's UPB, just Google what is the UPB and... Yeah, but I'm um, happy to answer those questions. So there's a glossary too. We actually have somewhere that if somebody asks, we can give it to them. We we did that at one point. Yeah, a couple of years ago, where we had these the glossary of every everything, and that's we've re revamped it for something recently. Yeah, we'll find it. We'll give it out. Yeah, yeah. Just ask. That's yeah. all right. That's it. That's it for the stackable. If you got a question of your own, something you want to hear about, we can definitely do another video and cover it. Yeah. All right. See you later. See you guys.